We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Crime Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it's May 25th, it's 2023. We have a six-game main slate on FanDuel, five games on DraftKings. They did not include the Chicago-Detroit game. We're going to talk about the six games because it's only six games and why not? Joined today by my friend Alex Santi. Santi, what's happening, my friend? I don't want to know what's happening. I haven't checked FanDuel at all tonight, so... <laughs> I don't think it's going well though. Well, I'm not getting home run alerts. Yeah, I can tell you that um I played hundred percent Singa on DraftKings, so I stopped watching baseball about an hour and a half ago. I went with Sandy. Okay. I, I like it. I have him a little bit as SP2s. I didn't play on FanDuel on the late slate. Um I played some on the early slate when I was doing a show with Dean, but um, focus more on DraftKings with the three entry max stuff on the main slate. So um, no chance, Richie, that we're doing both late and early. We're only doing the late games. Um, we do have a live Roto Grinders free Roto Grinders live um, show for baseball at 11 o'clock if you want to check that out. But we usually focus on the main slates and um, – yeah, I mean, the early slates are kind of all over the place, usually with prize pools and stuff. So, Hey, Thursday, come quickly. That's all I'm saying right now. All right, let's get into it. We got White Sox at Tigers. Lucas Giolito, Alex Fideo facing off against each other, eight and a half total. White Sox are 140 favorites. Um, any interest here in Giolito on FanDuel only? FanDuel only, I have a lot of interest depending on how the ownership comes in because we've got two other pitchers kind of in the same price range that could just uh, cannibalize ownership. So if it's somewhere flat between those three guys, then I'm probably not playing Giolito. But if it swarms toward Gilbert and Nola, then I will definitely have a lot of interest in Giolito. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't get much better than facing Detroit. I know Giolito's kind of been, I think, all over the place this season is the best way to put it. Um but I think this is just one of those spots you're just going to have to trust in the talent. And, I mean, who's really beating you on this Detroit team? 
Riley Green's been hitting the ball well here recently, but yeah, I mean, this is a team that rolls out a lineup typically with a 24% K rate and an ISO under 120, Woba under 275. So um, I think Giolito, even on FanDuel, great play. Wish he was on DraftKings. I, I really do. I wish this was uh, included in the DraftKings slate because I think Giolito's in a fantastic spot. Fideo on the other side of this game, um, I mean, he doesn't typically pitch too deep into games. He has a little bit of upside. He's not my favorite play, um, especially because he's only on FanDuel. Like, if you're on DraftKings, maybe. But, again, 5.6 XFIP guy, 18% Ks, not a huge strikeout guy. Um, what are your thoughts here on Fideo? On DraftKings, I would have had a ton of interest in him because when you look at the matchups on this slate, there aren't really great matchups. There's uh, in Oakland – uh, and then Detroit, which is only FanDuel, and then there's Chicago. So, I mean, he's a cheap – he would have been a cheap guy, but now he's cheap on FanDuel, but you don't really need the money on FanDuel to dumpster dive. A guy who doesn't get strikeouts, right? I mean, he's a good control pitcher, but he gives up a lot of home runs, and he doesn't strike anyone out. Michael and chat said, where did Boston's offense go this week? They're on East Coast time. That's all. <laughs> um, Dave said, what's up? What's up, Dave? What's up, Richie? Hope everyone's having a fantastic night on Wednesday night on YouTube. Again, we're always live on YouTube around 10 Eastern-ish. So make sure you um, subscribe and turn on the notifications. That way you get the alert. Come hang out with us live on the show. Let's talk bats in this one. Um, I mean, it's been tough to play the White Sox. I've been playing a lot of Sheets and Burger. I think both of these guys are kind of underrated hitters. I think this is a spot you could take shots. Fideo, bat against both sides. Fly balls and hard contact to both sides. Not stacking them, but like if I'm building like a so on FanDuel, I typically will do like a 4 4 or a 4 2 2. If I'm building like a 4 2 2 type of lineup, I think I could end up on like two White Sox bats here. Um, you could do, I mean, the thing that sucks about Moncada is Moncada kind of sucks, but he can have big games. Uh, you want to use Burger, so that takes up your utility slot if you play Moncada. Um, I mean, Robert's obviously a, a guy if he does play, um, he's got a lot of power upside. And then uh, Andrew Vaughn's got some power upside. Then he takes a first base slot. You know, it would be nice if I'm just not saying this as a White Sox fan, but as a DFS player, it'd be nice if they had some power in the middle infield so we could, you know, use up a slot there, but we don't. All right. Let's talk bats on Detroit. Anything here for the Pistons for you? Oh, hey, Pistons. Uh, Yeah, sorry. That's cool. I don't think so. I really like Giolito in this one. He's not walking people this year. He's down to like 1.81 walks per nine. Um, the power, he always gives up a little bit of power. So I guess you could, you know, take a stab on Baez, take a stab on Riley Green, but I'd be looking more for one offs there. Making sure chat's paying attention. That's all. Um, I did it on purpose. I'm just kidding. I messed up. It happens. We can bring back NBA DFS. You want to? <laughs> no, I don't. I love <laughs> baseball. I love base pitching for <laughs> baseball has been rough recently, but I still yes. love baseball. So I'm with you. Um, all right, we got Baltimore at New York facing the Yankees. Nine total in this game. Yankees a 126 favorite. Schmidt and Gibson facing off against each other. Any interest here in Kyle Gibson? In Yankee Stadium, absolutely not. Um, he's been pretty good. He's had and that he's had some good outings. I should probably clarify that. Kyle Gibson has had some good outings, but he's still Kyle Gibson. Like the strikeouts really aren't there. He's got about 6.25 per nine this season so far. Um, his walks are kind of fine. You know, uh, he's not giving up a ton of power, but I really like the, the way the Yankees line up. This isn't the, this isn't the Yankees lineup we were seeing in late April. Um, 
it's not fully back to health with you know Giancarlo Stanton still off, but between Judge and Rizzo, and we'll get into the bats, and Torres is just killing it this year. Um, I just don't trust it. Yankee Stadium's too good of a ballpark to hit. Yeah, I mean, um, Torres, just he's not going to cover off baseball right now, so looks like a beach ball to him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, tough matchup. He's a little bit better against righties than he is against lefties. He's going to face a pretty right-handed heavy lineup, but I still don't think this is the spot I can play Kyle Gibson in Yankee Stadium. Uh, the other side of this one, Schmidt, 8,100, um, 26% Ks on the season has really struggled with lefties. I think the one downside is this lineup can go very left-handed. Um, any interest in Schmidt? No, because of what you said, uh, the, they will throw all the lefties at you if they have to, um, and they tend to succeed when they do it. So um, I mean, I'm looking at the – let me see. I should probably scroll over here. Yeah, the Orioles are so much better against righties than they are against lefties. Um, they don't really strike out that much, and Ryan Mountcats can take anyone deep, especially in a ballpark like this. And Tanner's going to turn around to the left side. Cedric Mullins can – Cedric Mullins just puts up 50-point games like once a week. It's It's absolutely insane. Yeah, I don't. I don't think this is a spot I want to play Schmidt. Um, I have interest in Mullins, Rutschman, Santander, Frazier of all people. I mean, he's definitely taken advantage of being in Yankee Stadium here in this series, but he's someone that's extremely cheap. Um, so I don't mind Frazier. I just it's not someone that like you're super excited to play on an everyday basis. So. Um, but yeah, Adam Frazier, 2,800, couple home runs in the series or one home run and a double. I think he hit one that was really close to going out the other day. Uh, but he's hitting the ball really well here recently. So, I mean, Adam Frazier of all people, I think is very interesting here today. I think in Yankee stadium, you can pretty much play everyone against Clark Schmidt. Not that he's like a gas can or anything, but he gave up a high barrel rate last year. It was something, uh, it was like nine or 10%. Um, didn't give up a lot of home runs. So one of those things was going to come down to earth, right? The barrel rate was either going to come down or the home runs were going to go up. And this season, the home runs have gone up quite a bit. Um, Yankees bats, yeah, I mean, they're, they're a stack that I like. I think they're, Kyle Gibson is hittable. The Yankees have upside to break any slate. So on a five-game slate on DraftKings, six-game slate on FanDuel, I mean, the Yankees definitely have to be up towards the top of the board. Now they're not really striking out. They're making a lot of contact. They can hit the ball hard. They've got guys at the top of the lineup who can stack. Um, you know, do we really want to play Anthony Volpe if he's hitting seventh? Like, I mean, F it, why not? It's, I mean, it's Kyle Gibson's going to give up 80% contact in a hitter's ballpark. All right, cruising along here. We got Philadelphia at Atlanta. We got Nola and Dodd. Dodd. Love when Dodd's on the hill. No total in this game. Um, because Dodd, Dodd was kind of a late addition here. Um, so not – I mean, they didn't really announce the starter until about an hour or two ago. Uh, Nola first here. Any interest in Aaron Nola going up against Atlanta? I have some just because I think Logan Gilbert – we'll just spoiler alert. Logan Gilbert is going to usurp so much ownership that I'm going to look somewhere – uh, and the first person I'm going to look to would be Nola because he's probably the most skilled pitcher on the slate. Um, the Sierras, going back to last year, his Sierra is the best on the slate. Uh, his strikeouts are actually tops on the slate. His walks per nine, 1.41. We love that. He doesn't give up really many homers. So 
Um, Nola can give up some stinkers, but at the same time, like he's still the most skilled pitcher on the slate, so why not? I will say his splits have been a little drastic here. Um, it's not the same Aaron Nola we've seen over the last few years. He struggled a little bit more, um, but I don't think that changes your process or thoughts here. Um, he's still one of the most talented pitchers on the slate. I prefer Gilbert for what it's worth. If I was going to say who do I like better out of these two, but I mean, you can definitely double barrel these guys today and I don't hate it. And then honestly, they're both under um, 10 K on drafting. So it's really not hard to double barrel them if you want to. Um, any interest in Dylan Dodd on the other side of this game? Absolutely not. Um, Why not? He's Dylan Dodd, man. So he showed some K stuff in the minors. Um, he also showed some shaky control. He also showed that he'd give up like eight homers in about 32 innings in Triple uh, A. So I I just like the Phillies a lot. I mean, I'm a big fan of the Phillies lineup, what it's turning into right now. Um, and I think they can take him deep. I mean, I'm looking at the bat right now for a regular se- for like the rest of the season. They project him for 7.13K per nine. No. 2.61 walks per nine. That's fine. 1.45 homers per nine. I'm going to take that against Philadelphia. It'd be my guess, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I mean, Dylan Dodd, if the, if he was a really good lefty, um, I, I could definitely see taking some shots because, like, Philadelphia is a team that has struggled with left-handed pitching this season. They have low walk rates. They strike out a bunch. The power is kind of limited in this lineup right now against left-handed pitching. So if he was a good pitcher, and I don't even know, like, okay – I don't want to say he's not a good pitcher. Um, he's very high up in the Atlanta organization. He He's supposedly a really good command pitcher, um, and we just really didn't see that in his small stint um, earlier this season. And we really honestly haven't seen it too much in AAA this year either. So I just worry about Dylan Dodd being Dylan Dodd more than I worry about the Philly lineup. So uh, Philly Bats, what are your thoughts here on Philadelphia? I'm not scared of going lefty lefty. Um, so I mean, especially when you got um, you've got Bryce Harper, he can hit, he can take anyone out of the park. Um, I'm probably looking more at mini stacks than a full stack because I don't I don't want to have three or four lefties against Dylan Dodd either. Um, so yeah, it's more of a mini stack, and depending on ownership, if the ownership gets up there, which I'm not sure it will, but if it does, then I'll start full stacking. Yeah, definitely one of those interesting slates, but um, I like the lefty-lefty call. Dodd hasn't really shown, like, big splits yet in the majors. He hasn't shown a big strikeout rate to either side, so bunch of fly balls in those three starts. So, like, a guy like Schwarber who strikes out or hits the ball really hard, I, I think he's in a great spot. Um, Marsh is kind of the same way, and then you can look at Turner, Castellanos for sure, um, Bohm. Uh, Atlanta bats against Nola. I mean, I definitely want to respect Aaron Nola's talent, but if Atlanta is going to be low owned on this slate, it's a small slate. It's hard not to have um, interest in them here. Yeah, whenever Atlanta, um, the Dodgers are low owned on a slate, you kind of have to have a piece of them if you're an MME player. Um, and even if you're a single entry player, like you have to you have to take some shots sometimes, especially on a small slate. On a small slate, when a great offense is facing a decent pitcher, you're getting the ownership discount. So sometimes you got to take that. I think we look at salary saving as like getting points per dollar more often than we look at the ownership discount, the ownership value that we can get. 
Kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium Polaroid sun shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. To date, they have donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code RotoGrinders for 50% off. Two or more pairs of Polaroid sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. We got San Francisco. We got Milwaukee. We got no total. Um, it's going to be an opener situation here for San Francisco. We have no idea who's pitching for Milwaukee today. I've looked everywhere. I couldn't find anything. I haven't found it at all. Yeah, so no idea who's pitching um, for the Brewers today. I have there. I don't know why, and I, I don't know if it's just because they don't know either. Um, but yeah, I have no idea who's going to be throwing here for Milwaukee. So uh, that's always fun night before um, to not know who's going to be pitching or not. So, but I, I mean, I think it was like Eric Lauer's turn in the rotation and he's the one that got put on the 15 day dl the other day um i mean i wouldn't be shocked if this is just a straight up bullpen game game. um, for milwaukee i mean tyson miller got recalled he could go out and throw a few innings um so i think it's going to be like a a bullpen type of game um for milwaukee today unless they announce somebody and call somebody up but um it'd be interesting to see but yeah um no idea what we're doing there and then on the other side of this game for san francisco we are going to have scott alexander start this game probably throw one maybe two innings here and then logan webb um is going to kind of piggyback off of him which is kind of weird to me because like logan webb has been starting he's been throwing you know six plus innings um so yeah Really interesting situation. Um, small slate. Any interest in playing Logan Webb? Can I just get on a soapbox for like 30 seconds here? I think this is really annoying. Not just as a DFS player, but just like in the game of baseball, you have a pitcher like Logan Webb who's a real damn major league starting pitcher. And you have him piggyback on an opener. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. Maybe I'm just an old fuddy-duddy and I'll stop yelling at my cloud now. But, um, I mean, I... Th- Logan Webb is kind of interesting. If you want to play him as a long reliever, he'll get lower ownership as a long reliever than he would starting the game because this is a Milwaukee team that strikes out a lot. Um, and they wet the bed a lot. So Logan Webb's a real good pitcher. So I don't know. Why not? Short slate. He's expensive is my only concern. And the win, like – kind of weird like weird how it works out when you're like a long reliever but um i don't know i i I hope this is just like a weird thing that like they're like 
oh, we told the reporters this, but it's really not going to be like a thing kind of thing. And like Webb starts and it's not a big issue. And then we can play some Logan Webb. At 10-6, I have a hard time playing him at the bullpen. But again, it's a five-game slate on DraftKings. On FanDuel, I don't have to play him. I mean, I think there's... With Giolito being on FanDuel, with Gilbert, with Nola, um, I don't think I have to touch him on FanDuel today. I think if you're not playing Nola, you can play Webb. I wouldn't play Webb Nola, though. All right, let's talk um, Bats, San Francisco. Um, I did see a report. I I was just looking through, and I did see a report. And I don't know. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to find um, – a higher source here, but um, I did see it could be Julio Tehran starting this game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, then, uh, is Jack, is Jack Peterson coming off of the IL? Did he come off the IL? I don't because I, pretty, give me every single lefty they can find. I mean, I'm hitting, I'm lefty off getting that. No, Jack's still that hand. The last report on him is he's still struggling to like grip the bat like fully. Okay. Um, we haven't seen Julio Tehran pitch really since like 2019. We saw him a little bit in 2020 with um, uh, the Angels, but we really haven't seen him much. Um, so I don't know what he's yeah, going to do. But... I mean, Wade, um, Yaz. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to think of who I wouldn't play in the lineup. I mean, Sable, you got to play him. You got to play. I'd, pre, I'd play Brandon Crawford. Brandon it would be top. a fantastic spot um, for the Giants today. And, like, Milwaukee is a middle-of-the-road bullpen this year. It's not like that high-end top bullpen that we've been talking about for years. Um, so I like the Giants deck if it's Julio Tehran. Um, again, I have no idea what this guy's been up to. I know he signed about two weeks ago with the Giants or with the Brewers. Um, so, yeah. And it's a good point on the Brewers bullpen as a whole because as a unit, I asked uh, Derek Carty about a week or two ago, were the five worst bullpens in baseball and he named the Brewers according to the bat. So it's projected to be pretty terrible for the rest of the season. All right, here he goes. I mean, Julio Tehran, um, like wow. the giants a lot in this scenario. If it is Tehran, like the giants a lot, uh, the Brewers. See, I don't want to play the Brewers against Logan Webb. Um, I think this is a tough spot and they're bad against lefties. So like if Alexander goes like two innings too, um, they're not great against lefties. I will say my boy Owen Miller's kind of been doing his thing this series, but I don't think this is the spot for these guys. I'm, I think I'm on a full fade of the Brewers. Yeah. All right, we got Mets and Cubs. Let me really quick pull up the weather page here. Uh, another 16 mile an hour blowing dead center in from Wrigley type of game here today. Seven total. Uh, pick him game, Carrasco and Tyon. Um, definitely brings these two pitchers way more in play. Um, let's talk Carrasco first. He's 7K, 80 pitches last time out. Um, he's just really struggled. Is it enough that the wind's blowing in for you to have interest in Carrasco, or is this still a guy you want to stay away from? I want to stay away from him, but everyone has permission to play him. I mean, I'll tell you why I want to stay away from him. His, uh, Let's see. Sierra, this season, this season is terrible. It's his Sierra's almost six. He's getting barely five Ks per inning. He is walking almost five or five per nine. Uh, he's walking almost five per nine. Barrel rate's twelve point nine percent. There's just nothing good happening here. Yeah, I mean, so 
if the wind was neutral in this game, these would be two of my favorite stacks on the slate. Tyon's been pitching terrible. Carrasco, his walk rate is almost as high as his strikeout rate is XFIP 6.6. Um, he's just been terrible this season. So I don't think I can play him. I wouldn't talk you off of him because of the wind. I um, mean, he is kind of a fly ball guy. So like he should benefit from the wind being blowing in. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's really tough to have interest in him here. And Tyon, at least Tyon offers a little bit more upside, I think. I think um, the problem with Tyon is he just can't get left-handed hitters out. Nimmo, Lindor, McNeil, Batty, Vogelbach. Um, they have other guys in that, like, on the bench that they can play left-handed. Tyon's cheap. He might be the cheap play of the day um, if you're not ta- if you're not wanting to take shots on, like, Dodd or Sears. But I don't think that's really saying too much today. Yeah, barrels are high, homers are high, but with the winds blowing in, you know, over ten miles an hour up to fifteen at Wrigley, then that neutralizes the power prevention stuff. So at this point, you just want him to throw strikes, and that's where he's been up and down. You know, he could throw, he could walk one or two guys, he could walk four or five guys. Um, that's really what you're gambling against the walks. Otherwise, I mean, he could strike out one per inning and be fine. So on Weather Edge on Wednesday's slate, the wind ended up at 17 mile an hour blowing in from left field. Negative 54.4% home runs in that game. Um, so just to give you an idea of how much the wind affects that ballpark, um, I mean, everything really just down. So, um, yeah, I mean, bats in this game, I mean, it's hard to say it. the chase home runs here is tough because of the wind. But man, it's really hard not to have some interest in Tyon against Tyon because of just how much he struggled this year. It is because the power numbers are way up for Tyon. You know, I mean, we've got a 12.4 barrel rate, uh, 1.69 homers per nine. Um, you know, you're playing maybe a mini stack to get one or two out of the park by the biggest power hitters that you can find on the Mets. And then who are that? Who's that after Alonso? Because um, you need big, big power to defeat the wind. Yeah, I mean, Alonzo would be my favorite, but then, like, guys like Nimmo who can get the job done on the bases if he gets on base um, is someone I don't mind taking some shots on here, Marte. Um, and, like, then you're getting, like, cheap pieces like Batty who, I mean, a double or two at this price is not going to kill you. So, um, I just, man, Tyon's been bad. And, like, going to the other side, too, like, the Cubs bats here. Like, I mean, Carrasco's been one of the worst pitchers in baseball early starting in this year so it's really hard not to have interest in some of these you know bats like morel like how do you not play morel against carrasco today and if you're going with morel why not wisdom why not suzuki i mean these are guys with some these are guys with bigger power as a unit than the mets like just of guys who are slugger strike out you know and uh carrasco isn't gonna strike anyone out so they only lose one option and it's probably more secondary stacks because, I, I mean, five-man stacks with the wind blowing in so much here. But I will say, like, wind definitely changes ownership in a game like this. So, like, we could get low ownership against two bad pitchers. So um, maybe, like, secondary stacks here for me. Because, um, I mean, we do have offenses today. I mean, we do have some bad pitching. We have very limited good pitching. So um, to try to get different with your good pitching, it's going to be tough. I mean, I think a lot of people are going to be playing Nola, Gilbert, Schmidt, Webb, and then on FanDuel, Giolito. Um, so to get different is tough. But let's talk about this last game, Oakland at Seattle. 
Seven and a half total. Mariners with 250 favorite. Sears and Gilbert, uh, starting here with JP Sears. I mean, by by default, might be one of the best cheap pitchers on the slate. I, I mean, I don't love it, but I, honestly, I don't hate it. Um, I just it's hard to like say <laughs> I'm gonna play some JP Sears, but I've been stacking Seattle a lot in this series, and they just haven't <laughs> done anything. Um, so maybe I take some shots, but yeah, I mean, it's you don't feel good about it. Um, maybe I'll change your mind here, Stevie. So since 2022, of pitchers with 100 innings on this slate, JP Sears has a 4.26 Sierra. It's last. He has a 10% barrel rate. It's second to last. He has a 1.44 homer per nine. It's last. Seattle's got a lot of power, um, and that bullpen is. I mean, is that bullpen getting worked in this series? I haven't paid too. I've been stacking. No, no they haven't. So that's, that's kind of the problem. Um, what's the dude like, from is it Japan, Fujiyama, or whatever? The guy that's Fujinami, is it? Yeah, he's been oh, he's God. been awful, and he threw like two or three like clean innings the other night. Um, when I had a stack inside the top 15 of a tournament, so that guy walked four guys for nine in Japan. Yeah, yeah, he pitched really good the other night, but anyway, I mean, I'm not, I'm not touching Sears, it's just, it's I will double, I will double ace before I go Sears. I mean, for what it's worth, I'm going to double ace as much as I can. But to give you an idea, like Waldachuk through two innings has five strikeouts against the Mariners tonight. And JP Sears, the last time he faced the team, put up 24 fantasy points. He has a 25% K rate this season. He has a 28.8% against righties. He is a reverse strikeout pitcher because he's really just a two-pitch guy. He throws fastball changeup. He mixes in the slider very, 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 rel- like very, very rare. Um and against lefties this year, he's thrown fastballs 95% of the time. So um, we'll talk about the bats on the Seattle side, well, too. To, but... to your credit, uh, Seattle does strike out a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's what Seattle you're chasing here, lot, right? You're so. chasing the 25% Ks. You know he's probably going to give up a run or two. And you're just saying, you know what? I mean, I'll eat the run or two. Give me 18 today and hope that Nola struggles a little bit because Gilbert's not going to. He shouldn't. Yeah. Um, let's talk Logan Gilbert. Top pitcher on the slate for me, 30.6% Ks, 3x FIP, 5% walk rate, facing one of the worst offenses in baseball, high strikeouts. Um, yeah, I mean, love this spot for Gilbert today. Yeah, he'll be the consensus number one pitcher on the slate across the industry, and ownership is going to reflect it. Um, do we need to go into why uh, he's the best player on the slate? I mean, Oakland's just terrible. Oakland's terrible at everything. They don't have much power. They strike out a little over average. Uh, the WRC plus is low, and Gilbert can get some strikeouts. He can throw some strikes. He can lower. He has low power prevent. Or he has high power prevention. Um, everything just matches matches up here. If you're not playing Gilbert, it's to be contrarian to diversify your portfolio. But if you're playing single entry, you're probably playing Gilbert and diversifying with the bats. Yeah, I might play him on all three teams I build, like my three entry max teams. He might be on all three, and just get, I mean, just eat it. And see what happens, but Same I, here. I just don't see pivots. I mean, Nola, sure. Atlanta is a tough offense, though. So, like, can I play 100% Nola? Probably not. Can I play 100% Gilbert against Oakland? Yep. Um, you know what I want to say? I would play. I usually play three to five lineups over on Fanduel, and uh, would I play one Nola? Then I wonder: is 80% not enough Gilbert? <laughs> you know. 
Um, and at that point, I might have to play all five lineups, Gilbert, because he's going to usurp so much ownership. If I was playing five lineups, I'm not telling you what to do, but if I was playing five lineups on FanDuel today, I'd probably have three Gilbert and two Giolito because I think Giolito has the ceiling on FanDuel um, to keep up with Gilbert at lower ownership. So Detroit's pretty bad too. But I w- that's why I was saying, like, I really wish – I really wish that Detroit game was on DraftKings today too because I think that that changes the whole slate really on how you're going to build your pitchers out. Um, it gives you like three top-end guys and you're kind of deciding um, between the, the two or four top-end really because, I mean, we have to put Logan Webb in the conversation and we know this is like an opener weird situation. But um, anyway, anyway, um, I have no interest in the Oakland Bats. I'm not touching any of these guys today. Not one. Um, as far as Seattle goes, again, I mean, this is a team that strikes out a lot, but they have a lot of power. So, like, Riley, Hernandez. Hernandez has just been – he's just been awful. Uh, you know, the nicest way to put it is he's been awful at the plate recently. Uh, this team's really struggling against Waldachuk tonight. But, yeah, I mean, Caballero uh, is cheap. I don't mind taking shots on him. Pollock will be in the lineup. He's always hit left-handed pitching really well. Teoscar should hit lefties well. Um, but, yeah, Suarez, Julio, Rodriguez. France might be out of the lineup again. Um, as we were recording the podcast last night's podcast, um, France got hit in the wrist like 30 minutes after the podcast was recorded, and I had a heart. I mean, I, I had a feeling he wasn't going to be in the lineup today. So um, dead in the wrist, like straight in the wrist instant pain if you ever been hit by a, a 97 mile an hour fastball you know and it hit him right in the wrist so um even if france plays i might take a day or two to s- let him show me some power before because that that looked like it hurt but uh what are your thoughts on the seattle bats everyone you said and there's also cal raleigh you can't forget about him and uh you know i'm not afraid of Kalnick against a lefty um on Teoscar, you just have to keep gambling on the power. They're pricing him for us. They're giving us the discount. They're begging us to play him. So I'm just going to keep paying for the regression, you know, regression <laughs> for the mean. I don't know when it's going to come. But I do kind of like Ted France out of the lineup just because it puts someone else in the two-hole because it's kind of awkward to stack, and I didn't really like putting him at first base. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll play J.P. Crawford against J.P. Sears. All right, let's play the morning grind game today, um, and then we'll get out of here. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Slim Pickens, who do you got today? Ooh. I mean, I trashed him, and I would say Kyle Gibson. Yeah, I mean, I think I have to go J.P. Sears. 25% Ks, strikeouts in this lineup. He's gone over six strikeouts at least three of the last four starts, so give me J.P. Sears. I don't love it. I might like it might have him on one of my three teams because I don't think I want to go 100% Nola. Don't love the idea of Webb doing the long relief thing. And I mean, Schmidt's in a tough spot. So you're right, helping anyway. me into one of three. Yeah, I think I just, I mean, I, again, I don't love it. It's just, it's what we have in front of us today. Yeah. Um, there we go. Seattle, Sam Haggerty with the double. All right. That helps runs. Someone. All right, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Over 8K to uh, – I thought – oh, over he is over 8K, Clark Schmidt. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna piggyback that. I don't think any of the other three guys go under 15. If I had to say anybody, it would probably be Nola because it's Atlanta. Yeah. Over over 4K to hit a home run today. Who's going yarding? 
Julio Rodriguez. I like it. Um, I don't care about the weather. Give me Morrell. Um, he's yeah. hit home runs in five <laughs> straight games. Why not keep it rolling? Um, you guys got big power. Big power, man. Under 4K to get two two hits. Who's a cheap bet that you like today? Uh, I've been bouncing around on this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Sable. All right. Against um, Iran and who else? Whoever else they throw out there at them. Yeah, I mean the San Francisco Giants are a fantastic stack today. I love I'm gonna that. go. Jose Caballero for Seattle. He's 2,700. You play him at shortstop or second base. He's had good numbers against left-handed pitching this year. So I'll take him to get two hits. Stack to score six or more runs today. Who do you got? San Francisco. Yeah, I love it. Um, gosh, man, this is just a spot where you have to get excited about playing a stack against Julio Tehran. Signed like 13 days ago. That's what I, I was just reading, like the release. Um, he still has to pass his physical for, to start this game. <laughs> So, I mean, but everything that I've read, I found some articles finally, but yeah, he has to, has to pass a, a physical, pending a physical, he starts in this game. So, um, <laughs> who knows? Uh, wow. I know. My brother-in-law is a Brewers fan, and he can't really make fun of me as a White Sox fan right now. We're just kind of yeah. lying in wait. I mean, it was, it's what, Lauer, Miley... Woodruff all well, got Woodruff. hurt. Woodruff, yeah. yeah. So didn't Hauser start the other day? He started um on Wednesday. He so. started on Wednesday. God. So, um, my stack to score six or more runs today. Even with the wind blowing out, give me the Cubs today. Or wind blowing in, give me the Cubs today. I I just I mean Carrasco has just been absolute trash this year. So might not be home runs, but I think they score yeah. six to ten runs today. It could be line drive city. I mean, line drives work. Um, yeah. So, Alex, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, no. Good luck to everyone, and let's go on to Thursday. Maybe I'll check my FanDuel lineup, see what happened. <laughs> there you go. All right, that's going to wrap it up here for Thursday's podcast. Um, I will not be here tomorrow. So I don't know if we'll have a YouTube show or not. I haven't asked if they're going to do a YouTube show or not. So I won't be here tomorrow. Um, I'll be back Tuesday. Um, so have a great weekend, everyone. The podcast will happen tomorrow. I just don't know if there'll be a YouTube stream or or a YouTube stream on Monday. So podcast will be here Friday and Monday. I won't be. I'll see you all on Tuesday. Have a fantastic weekend. Good luck. We'll see you guys Peace. tomorrow.